Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Hey there, everybody. It's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. It's first look DFS, and I'm doing it with nobody better than a millionaire maker herself. Her name is Alicia Hunt. You can follow her at Hunt and Millions, and she's working over at DrRoto.com. I couldn't be any more excited. Alicia, is this going to be a year where you win another million? I'm planning on it, yeah. I'll take two. Why not? <laughs> sure, you will. Can you can you give a little to the to, to others? You know, I I'll take half a million. Would that be a night? Sure, sure, no problem. You're very generous. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, what we're going to try to do on this show is just give you a quick preview. Look, I know it's Wednesday, but Wednesday is when we start taking a look at the DFS slate, the main slates. If there's some values, see guys we like, and of course, so tell us your process. I know, like on Wednesdays, I start to get familiar with the slate when. How does it work for you between now and Sunday? How do you deal with your lineups? Well, it's probably going to be a little bit different now if I'm writing content because I'll have some of that to focus on a little bit more. What I used to do before I started writing content was just kind of glance at some, you know, I, I belong to a couple of different places. It's fair enough for everybody to have a subscription to other places so they can see what other people think. Um, but ultimately, I went with what I thought um, – who my favorites were. Uh, you got to look at your ownership. And then by Sunday, I pretty much had my lineups in by the morning and I would just kind of go through and tweak them. I would watch, you know, shows on TV and, uh, and just go off my gut really, you know, you, that's, that's really what I used to do. Now I'm much more in the middle of all of it and I'm looking at everybody in much more detail. So uh, I don't know how my process is going to quite be this year, but I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> you didn't know too much this year. You know, my biggest problem is that I put in a lineup, let's say on Wednesday night, and then mm -hmm. I tweak it so many times. And even Sunday at noon, I'll still be tweaking. And it's that last tweak, Alicia, that cost me a lot of money when I probably should have just yep. gone with my first instinct. Yep, that's that FOMO. <laughs> um, I, I'm a big, yeah, you got to go with your first instinct. That's huge. Uh, that to me is huge. And even with, with golf and football in the past, I've picked a player and then um, went in and changed it around and literally would have came in first place. And I can't tell you how many times that I've done that. So the best advice I can give to people is go with your gut and stick with it. Don't change it. All right, I'm gonna to try to listen to you, okay? I promise you, I'm gonna try my best to listen. <laughs> but let's kick it off right now. Let's get to the quarterback position. And so just sure. let's talk conceptually. Do you like to spend money on your quarterback? Do you wanna be cheap quarterback? I, I kind of equate quarterback to a pitcher in a, D, in a major in an MLB DFS lineup. So here you've mm -hmm. got the Lamar Jacksons, you've got the Justin Herberts. Do you might wanna be high, medium, or low? Um. It it's really going to vary depending on what week it is. Um, I, I am not, I don't usually spend up for my quarterbacks, to be honest with you. I like to take lower own quarter, unless, you know, you have Patrick Mahomes and he's only 10% on, let's say, then it might be worth taking them depending on how the week, the weekend looks and how the games match up. Um, 
I like to take lower, lower owned, cheaper quarterbacks that I know can produce maybe 20 fantasy points. Well, you know, so could Patrick Mahomes, so could Lamar Jackson, and you've paid thousands less for them, which opens up more room for your wide receivers, which I like to spend more money on. All right. So let's, let's start with that. I think in my mind, there are a couple of cheaper quarterbacks that I have my eye on. One guy I think may shock you, but one guy I think is going to be very highly owned. And when I say very highly, maybe 10 or 12%. I think Sam Howell is going to be higher owned than I want him to be. He feels like a fade to me. Um, not that I don't think the Washington Commanders are going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game, but I don't see him hitting a ceiling here. What's your thoughts on Howell? What's your thoughts on Washington? Are you in agreement with me or do you disagree? No, I absolutely agree with you. I think he is going to be, uh, his hype is a little bit too much. He's going to be over-owned. Um, I don't really like a whole lot of anything in that game personally. Um, one of my favorites, well, I'll give you two favorites that I have. And people may completely disagree with me, but I love Cousins and I love Geno Smith. And I will always stand behind them. They can easily get you 20 points. They've got a ton of weapons. Uh, you don't necessarily have to go with Jefferson with Cousins, but they're consistent, uh, and they did very well last year. Those are two of my favorites. You know, when I take out the pen and I click the pen, people on the radio know that means I'm listening, and I'm writing it down. <laughs> All right. I like the Cousins a lot. Um, I'll surprise you. I like Baker Mayfield a little bit. I like that game. Right. I want to have a lot of pieces in that game, I think. So let me mm -hmm. before I get to Gino, I, I really want to get to Gino. Do you yep. double stack, single stack? Like I can envision a Cousins, let's just say Jefferson, Hawkinson, bring it back with Godwin or White. Like, will you go all in on a game or do you just want pieces from a game? Um, I absolutely if. If I'm going to take a quarterback, I have to have a wide receiver stack, minimum, okay? Um, now, with, with Cousins, you could take Jefferson. You could take Addison. You could take uh, Hawkinson. I mean, you could line the whole thing up and have a great lineup, but I don't like to overuse. If I stack, I do maybe two. And I'm not a huge person to run back. I don't know why. I just never have You don't correlate? No, not usually. Really? It's funny, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I stick to my DFS rules. Now, I haven't won a million bucks, okay? I mean, I would say that I'm successful. I mean, I've won a couple of smaller tournaments, but nothing like what you have. In my mind, when I set my lineup, let's just use Minnesota for a second. It is Cousins. It is Madison. It is Jefferson. It's bring it back with Godwin. And that's how I approach the game because I figure if Minnesota's doing well, then Godwin or White will be drawn with or Evans will go with him. And then I don't want to miss out on that big explosion. Why don't you parlay? Um, because I think that that is what the majority of people are going to do. And for me to get an edge on winning a million dollars when there's 500,000 people. I mean, the, the one I won last year, there was like 174,000 people. If I do the same thing as other people are thinking, I'm not going to get the edge. So that's my that's my theory behind it, and that's what works for me. Yeah. No, I love it. And, I mean, I think you're right. I think most people are thinking like I'm thinking, I've got to have a bring back, and maybe what differentiates me is not having that bring back. I get it. All right, you mentioned Geno Smith. I kind of mm -hmm. love that as a sneaky game. 
The Rams defense is bad. But Seattle's defense is bad. Jamal Adams is out. Witherspoon is a good chance he's out. Uh, they were terrible against tight ends last year. I could see a Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, you know, Lockett, Higby. I, I think that game is going to be very under-owned as well. I mean, what pieces do you like in that game? Um, honestly, uh, the, I like uh, I like Nakua and okay. um, and Atwell for the Rams. I think that um, with uh, Cup being out, you're going to have to look for some different pieces. I don't think either of the defenses are going to really shine. Um, I, it might it's going to be more of an offensive game. I know DK Metcalf has been more hype than Lockett. I just – I feel like he gives Lockett more targets. So, you know, I just – I like Lockett better than Metcalf. So if I were to stack, I would stack Lockett with Geno. Um, and if I was going to – I would never take Stafford, to be honest with you. I mean, I like – yeah. <laughs> so let's not even – that's a complete fade for me right there. So um, – but I think Nakua and Atwell could be little cheaper pieces to throw in that could be much different from what people are thinking. Well, it's interesting because Cooper Cup is out. Van Jefferson's going to be one. They said Atwell is going to be the two. Nakua becomes the three. Yep. You know, are you will? I think I love Nakua, by the way. I love him in, in regular yep. seasonal fantasy. I just feel like, is he going to get enough targets as a three or is Atwell the smarter guy? at the two, or are they both going to be 1% owned? It won't really matter. That's yeah. If they're, if they're 5% owned or less, it doesn't matter. Um, it's so hard with it being week one. I think you could go with either Atwell's Atwell's really been showing up though. See, he probably is going to be somebody you want to go before uh, Nakua. You go with before Nakua. I mean, I just, I think they both have really a good, good potential to be good this year. Um, you know, those hamstrings <laughs> that Cup has, and they said it's more more serious than it looks is what I was reading a little bit earlier today. Oh, yeah, so, it's not good. No, it's not good. So they're going to have to go to different pieces. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a rough season for the Rams. But if they can get those connections in place and build a rapport with those guys, then they'll be all right. You know, I have this theory – LA's got a lot of doctors. If he's flying to Minnesota, that can't be a good thing, right? No. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Freeze your butt off on the plane. All right. Now, I want to get two more games I want to talk about. Uh, one is the, the Chargers Dolphins. Any interest in okay. Herbert? Any interest in Tua there? I love Herbert, and I think the Chargers are going to be excellent this year. Um, the main reasons why I love Herbert is because they have Kellen Moore. Um, I think he's going to open up the offense and allow Herbert to be explosive. Uh, he's going to allow the the routes to be run longer. I mean, it was kind of like just he, what was the guy's name? Uh, help me out. The old offensive coordinator. Oh, Joe Lombardi. Um, Lombardi, yes. I I don't feel like he he let the guys run loose enough. Um, no, it was too confi- it was too confined, and I think. Uh, Kellen Moore did a great job with with Dallas. That's a whole other story. We won't get into Dallas, but um, I think he's he's what they need over there. I think Quentin Johnston is going to be a good piece for them. 
Uh, I love the Chargers this year, and I think if they can beat – I hate to say this and don't mark my words, but if they can, if they can beat the Chiefs, they could take it. Is this, is this a game that you're interested in? Will you have pieces in the Chargers-Dolphins? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Now, this one, this one, I do like Hill. So I, I may I may do a little, I don't know, um, I, maybe a Hill as a run back on that one just, just because. What about doing the Tua Hill and running it back with a Charger? Yeah, that would work too. I like Tua as well. I think he's going to be – I like Herbert and Tua as kind of like those uh, not super chalky guys, but not those low-owned guys either. I think they're going to be kind of middle-owned. I think Herbert will be a little bit more owned than people think. I do too. Let me give yeah. you the chalkiest guy arguably on the slate. I think it's Lamar Jackson. I mean, you're playing the Texans. Lamar is down. Got to be 215 yards, I think, is the prop bet another 56 yeah. yards rushing. You're most likely going to get at least one touchdown pass. You might even get a touchdown run there, but he's going to cost you. Are you yeah. running with Lamar? Are you fading Lamar? Because I know there's another piece that we'll get to in this game that I really like, but where are you with Lamar? Um, I'm going to pass on Lamar. I think there's there's more value at a lower price point. Um he's probably going to do fantastic and he's got some great receiving pieces, but uh, I'm not, I'm not going with Lamar for week one. Is there anybody I missed the quarterback that you want to touch on? Is there a player, you know, anybody? Um, no, not in particular. Um, I'm interested a little bit in Watson. Okay. Well, that, that could um, be a high-scoring game. Could be. Yeah, it could be. And actually, if I had to pick another guy to fade, it would be Burrow. What about Jamar Chase? Who ten, well, well let's, I'll save that when we get to wide receivers. Remind me, I want to talk okay. about Jamar Chase. Okay. Let's get to some running backs here. Um, you know, so look, on DraftKings, you want guys who catch the ball. On FanDuel, you want guys who score touchdowns. I think that's pretty clear. But, you know, let's talk about, in terms of running backs, McCaffrey, Bijan, Eckler, do you want to stand up on your running backs or are you looking for more value? Uh, this week I'm looking for more value. I, um, I usually spend up mostly on my wide receivers. So I will try to find – uh, running backs. I, I, I like Bijan a lot this week. Um, I like ETN. I think those are probably two of my favorite guys. Really? You like ETN? What, what about, I'm just, I'm, I'm, well, no, I'm not surprised. He's a very good player. What about, I'm just going to give you a couple of cheaper names. What about yeah. a Rashad White? What about a Miles Sanders? What about guys in like that 5,000 range? Um, I'll tell you a couple guys that I like better. I like P Ryan better. Okay. Um, and I think a sneaky guy, well, I like Herbert. Um, and one of, and one of my favorites I think is going to be Swift with Philadelphia. 
Okay, let's talk about that. So you mentioned some guys. Let's let's hit on, on, on all of them very briefly. First, there's Swift. Okay. I'm with you on Swift. He was, a, in my mind, I was drafting him in the first round last year for the Lions. He disappointed. He now goes to Philadelphia. Why Swift and not Gainwell or Penny? What makes you feel? I mean, because you were pretty confident when you said the word DeAndre Swift. Why Swift? Um. I think he's the number he's going to, he's the number one back. He's the other guys are good. And I actually have Rashad Penny and uh, one of my leagues and I just swift. They have a great offensive line. I think he's just going to be able to break out and just go. I think it's a great team for him. And I think he's just going to shine. All right. I'm giving you the double pen click on that one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Maja P Ryan. That surprised me. And not that he's not good, but you've got, Javante Williams, who looked good in that last preseason game, caught four passes. Um, you got P. Ryan. You've got this kid, McLaughlin, who they've all in Peyton, will use all three running backs. We've seen him do it in New Orleans before. Why, mm-hmm. why P. Ryan? I think that, if anything, I think that uh, Sean's going to 50-50 the backfield um, to start. And I think P. Ryan has more experience. I mean, uh, he's just – I think I think Sean really likes him, and I think he's going to use him more than uh, Williams. Well, I think he really likes him too. I do. I think he really likes him uh, a lot. Uh, let's see here. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Can I comment there? Really smart playing. Been bringing back a player for years now. Um, let's see, in terms of Piran, Peyton has the guys he likes. We all know yep. that. Denver is going to be better this year because Sean, Sean Payton won't tolerate them not being better. Do yeah. you think that's a sneaky game that we're missing, Denver and Raiders, or do you think that has the, it could be a slower game, Jimmy G is not going to be chucking it, they want to run the ball. What's your thoughts on that being in terms of, do you like Denver enough to invest in it or only a piece here and a piece there? Um, I have a hard time investing in Russell Wilson. I love the guy. It's just, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I just don't think he's got it anymore. Did he ever have, I don't know. Okay. Was it because they built everything, the whole offense around him in Seattle and it, and it worked for a while. I don't know. I, I just don't. I lack the confidence in them. So it's hard for me to. If anything, I would take their defense and maybe P. Ryan. And that's probably about the only pieces I would take from them. You mentioned um, Khalil Herbert. Um, mm-hmm. I worry about the three headed Hydra, Roshan Johnson, Donta Foreman. I mean, you know all about your Bears out there. My question yep. is this. I think as the season goes on, I think the Bears will get all three of those guys involved. I think you may be right that week one, it's more Herbert than anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at Herbert from a, a, an ownership perspective more so than – and maybe Piran as well. It's more, more of an ownership perspective. Less owned but still can produce good points. Okay. My, one of my favorite guys in this – I'm going to give you two, and I'm going to ask uh-huh. you this question about both of them. Are they FanDuel only, or can I use them in DK? I just have a feeling that J.K. Dobbins and Brian Robinson are scoring touchdowns this week. 
I, I can't yeah. see a world where these two guys don't find the end zone. If that's being right. said, Robinson's never really caught a ton of passes and neither has Dobbins. If I don't get three or four catches for them, are they fan duel only? Yeah, probably. I think there's better, there's better runner or better running backs that um, you can fit in and, and DraftKings and, but they're great options for FanDuel. I agree with you. Okay. Yeah. Is there a name, is there a running back that I'm missing that I'm just trying to think, is there a cheap guy? Is there a guy that, you, you know, you're on, uh, you mentioned ETN. Um, what about, just throwing out more name, Antonio Gibson, uh, Dion Jackson for 4,100 bucks playing for the Colts. I, I don't, I'm not sold on him. Um, he did some, he did a few good things last year. It's just, I, he's a fade for me. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be all over him, but I'm not going to go with the masses on that one. Um, one other guy that I've been looking at is, uh, Walker, Kenneth Walker for Seattle. Um, it's Seattle's a run heavy team and I think he'll get, he'll get some work. So, um, I think he's, he should have a good game. Many years ago, Alicia, I used to do a radio show with Tommy G and uh, he is a legend out there in the DFS world in the uh-huh. gambling space. And he used to say, doc, I have a rule. Never play guys who suck. And Deion Jackson, <laughs> sucks to me. he sucks. You know, I don't. I mean, I know he's cheap, but I'm not playing the guy. I'm, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. What do you have? All right, let's get to wide receivers. What's that? I said, what he had one game with ten receptions. Woo. <laughs> you yeah, know exactly. Exactly. All right. You mentioned you spend up on wide receivers. That's where you want to put your money. I totally get that. So, will you use Tutu Atwell as your three thousand, your, your free square, if you will? So it allows you to get, whether it's Jefferson or Hill or Olave, it helps you get your two or three big, or even three guys in the flex spot if you have Atwell as that cheap guy. Yeah, so I'm going to give you a different scenario as well because I just, well, I read earlier that the Green Bay Packers may be without Dobbs and Watson. Neither of them practiced today. We don't know. I mean, they're both hamstrings. We know how those can just be nagging. Um, You don't want to go out and re-injure them. So one of my favorite cheap guys, well, there's two on that team that I think they're going to have to utilize, um, and that's Reed and Musgrove. And, you know, Musgrave, like, he's a a rookie, but but who else are they going to pick? Who else are they going to use? I mean, they're going to have to use those pieces. They can have Aaron Jones. Well, but, Aaron uh, Jones is interesting. I mean, Aaron Jones is going to catch passes. Do you do you like him? I think he's in play at 6,300. Yeah, and absolutely on FanDuel, for sure. Um, Gibson also on FanDuel is in play as a catching back. Absolutely. Now, Jaden Reed is is going to start for sure. Um, I don't think Dobbs plays Watson. This was the first I heard of that, but you know, I'll tell everybody out there. I don't look at a Wednesday injury report. I look at a Friday injury report because a lot could happen between Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. Um, I, with a hamstring, I, 
you gotta I'm saying it's probably 85% they won't play. Wow. In my opinion. I don't know. I'm not medical staff, but I don't I don't think they're gonna put them out there and injure them. No, for sure. So let me ask you between Atwell and Marvin Mims and Jaden Reed. Rank them for me because those are the three thousand dollar guys. Uh, um now you got me. I'm gonna go with Atwell number one. Okay. Uh, I think Mims is gonna be number two, and then I'll take Reed third. Okay, interesting. Now, will you spend do, do you envision lineups with Tyreek and Jefferson and Atwell, or do you feel that becomes too popular? No, I don't think so. I don't I don't know how many people are really looking at Atwell. I don't think people are really interested in the Rams much. I think they're gonna be very low owned. So here's a question. We're in the DFS community, right? We're in we're yep. in this space. He's gonna get steamed up, whether it's run pure, whether it's establish the run, whether it's stochastic, I mean uh, FTN, every the, the minds in our industry are gonna be where you are. Yep. What percent do you think that makes up of ownership versus the masses, right? So if we in the industry are, are into 2-2 two, two out well, does that make them 3 or 4% or could that make them like 7 or 8%? Uh, I don't see them going past 7. I don't think. Uh, let me try to think here. Yeah, I think I was looking at like Bijan and I think he was at – depending on what site he was less than 10% owned, I would think Bijan would be like 15, 20 by now. Right. Bijan's very, Bijan is very lightly owned. And I think he may be the, the best player at the cheapest, the least ownership, which will be shocking because in two weeks he'll be at 26%. This, I'm a degenerate. What can I tell you? I like betting horses, right? When I was a kid, I read the daily racing forum before I read anything. And you always get the best value at the Kentucky Derby, right? After the Derby, it gets progressively worse. So that's when you make money. I feel like B. John Robinson is at the Kentucky Derby this weekend. This is when you're going to get him. You're going to get the lowest ownership. He's going to go off and you're going to say, how did I not have him in my lineup? And now all of a sudden next week he goes from 8,000 to 8,800. And now you're not going to pay for him anymore. Absolutely. Agreed. I agree with you. I think he's a great pick this week, but his – if he if he kills it like we think he's going to, his ownership is absolutely going to skyrocket, and he won't be affordable. Right. So, all right. What other receivers? We, so, I'm assuming you're flexing DK as a receiver. Where do we want to be? Do we want to be free expensive? Do we want to be balanced? Will you do a little locket? A little? I mean, how do you foresee yourself juggling that? I probably will spend up for one that I want to pair with my quarterback, whoever I take. So let's just hypothetically say I take Cousins. Even though Jefferson's going to be super chalky, I'm going to take him because he's going to be worth it. He's cheap right now. You know, after, like you said, after this is his Kentucky Derby week, um, what is he, 8,800, I think, mm-hmm. which is super cheap. I mean, you'll never see him that cheap again. <laughs> so will be 9,600 um, next week, right. Right. So I'm going to take them this week and hopefully the two of them can connect on a, on a bunch of points. Um, 
I probably will stay in the high to mid range for my next guy, and then I'll take a cheap guy. Um, and or I mean, it depends. It depends on on who I go with. Tight ends are going to be a little rough this week. I have some ideas, but um, with some injuries going on out there, it's. I'm sure we'll get to tight ends in a minute. Um, but you might be able to spend up a little bit. I haven't put. I haven't exactly. I've put a lot together and I've looked at them, but I haven't kept them. I, I literally don't have one line completely saved yet because I keep going in, building it, and going ah. I don't know about that. I don't like that, you know, so I don't want that first instinct to go and stay there. And, you know, I'm still trying to figure out which guys I like. There's so many, it's week one. It's so exciting. Um, But, you know, like, for example, I probably will use a little bit of Jefferson and I do actually like Devante Adams. Really? Ask me about that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now I, let me I just give you a second. Well, let yeah. me ask you this question. When I think of Adams, I think of Jimmy G sucking, and I think of Patrick Satan being one of the top cornerbacks in the league. What are you thinking, and why am I? Why is my thinking wrong? Um, I think that uh, where was my thought? I just lost my thought. Um, I think Jimmy G is not a throw the ball down the field type of quarterback. He doesn't launch it down. And I feel Devontae Adams is more of that type of a receiver. He was with Rodgers. Uh, he was more with Carr. Carr threw the ball far down. Jimmy G doesn't. They don't have a lot of great pieces this year, and I think that Adams is going to have to make things special, and he's special enough to do it. Um, I think between him and him and Jacobs, I think those are the two big pieces on that team that will actually put up the points. Is Jacoby Myers overlooked because he only runs these short routes that he used to run for the Patriots? He, yeah, he, I, and he may be, he may be overlooked. I don't have, a, I really don't have an opinion about him either way at this point. Okay. All right, let's get to tight ends. No Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey may not even play, but Kelsey's not on the slate. No Waller playing in the Sunday night game. So you're taking two of the top. Andrew's not 100% been dealing with injuries. That game feels like it's going to be a blowout. So when you're basically taking Andrew's, Kelsey, and Waller off the table, at this point, I ask myself this question. I like Tyler Henry. I do. But is he I love worth him. 18? What's that? I love him too. Is he worth $1,800 more than Luke Musgrave and Hayden Hurston and a guy like that? So I love Higby, but that 2000 I could be using elsewhere. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I don't uh, typically spend up for tight ends. That's my, my rule of thumb. I, and I don't for a defense either. Those are the two positions I don't pay up for, unless I know something's going to be completely one-sided. But then again, it's so high on that you're kind of – defeating the purpose of picking them. So what will you do in terms of tight ends? Where do you, are you going to be with Higby? Are you going to go with a little Geno Lockett, bring it back with a Higby? I know you don't like bring backs, but that seems to make a little sense to me. Seattle was wretched against tight ends last year. I know you mentioned Musgrave. I mean, if if certainly if Dobbs and, and Watson are out, Hurst in the revenge narrative game against Atlanta, where he played for a couple of seasons. 
Oh, there's 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 so many options down there. Um, you know who I really kind of like this year is Jawan Johnson for the Saints. Um, I think he's going to be overlooked a lot. Yeah, click it. It seems like we have a lot of things in common, huh? Do our minds think alike? Jawan is just touchdown dependent, though. Right? Do you think yes. he breaks out into more of a receiver this year and less touchdown dependent, like he's been in weeks past? Years past. I do. Yeah, I think um, I think Car Car will mend with meld with him much better than uh, who was there last year. Winston and Winston. Yes, thank you. No, I think he'll. Uh, I think Car's a good quarterback. I don't think he's awesome. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's one of the best. I think he's a good, solid quarterback. He's consistent, um, and I think Jawan will be a good target for him. I mean, he loved, he loved Waller. I, I, Waller's probably a little bit more athletic than Juwan and insert. I mean, that's debatable, but uh, he does, he did seem to like to go to tight ends. So I had I this idea Juwan of a sneaky stack, Alicia, where I thought about Carr, Olave, and Juwan as my Saints stack that I thought would be very low owned. Yeah maybe bring it back with a Hopkins or bring it back with a Henry or bring it back with somebody. I thought that team had some legs to it. I like it. I like that. Yeah. All right. Let's get to defense. As you mentioned, you don't spend up on defense. Is there a magic number? Is it 3000 the cap? Where are you with the number? And with that being said, feels like Washington is going to be really highly owned this week. If they're 23%, Logic states, go away from that, be with the other 77%, but at the same time, if chalk is good chalk, go with it. Right. So it really is dependent on how much money you have left. Um, if you're going to go with the chalk and you and you just know they're going to do well, I mean, no one can say that. It's week one. Yes, they should be – they should kill it. They should get a ton of defensive points. But – Again, if they don't, then you've gone with the chalk and you've eliminated yourself from being number one in the million, the millimaker. So, so where do you, what do you do? Do you go with the 20% owned uh, defense? What's your plan? I personally am not going to. Um, yeah, no. I mean, Washington is going to be about 19 to 20% rostered. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, I don't, I mean, we're going back to, we're going back to the, the Saints game, but I don't, I don't think that, uh, I like, I actually kind of like Tennessee. I like the Bengals. I, I mean, I like Watson, but that doesn't mean that if they're going back and forth that the defense can't score points also, which I think is something that people think that just because you have a passer here, you can't have a defense. It's absolutely not true. Well, Tennessee is, I mean, it goes against what I just said. If I like Carr and I like the lava and I like Juwan Johnson, why am I investing in Tennessee? But well, that's I, what I'm saying. If you're going to, yeah, if you're going to take them as a build, then you don't want to take Tennessee. If you have a piece from that, the other side, you can still use the defense. Right. Right. 
So I'm just when I look at the cheap defenses, they're cheap for a reason. But you know, can a punt return go for a touchdown? Can a kickoff return go for a touchdown? When you're looking at defense, are you looking at sacks? Are you looking at possible interceptions? Like, what's the thing that you're targeting? Um, probably sacks. I mean, the 49ers are, are great. I mean, look, they just paid Bosa huge money. Yeah. And they're worth it. He was hunting millions, too, and he got it. What's that? I said he Bosa was hunting, was hunting millions, millions, millions too, and he got it. Shit, he got a lot more than I did. <laughs> um, All right. So, yeah. So, sacks. With stacks? Sack. I mean, Sorry. So, okay. Well, I was going to say sacks, but so let's talk stacks. Any any quick stacks that you are thinking this week or are you, or are you not sure yet where you are? You know, I'm not 100% locked in. Um, I, I'm definitely going to use a Cousins-Jefferson stack. I might put a Hawkinson in there too, play, play around with it a little bit. Um, and then throw maybe some cheaper pieces in, like the Atwell or um, or Reed or Mims, like we talked about. Um, and then in that case, I'll probably go with some medium-owned running backs because you won't be able to fit the the chalky guys in. Uh, and I probably will also do some Geno and Lockett. So no no Metcalf lock. I like Lockett, yeah. Um, you know I might throw in the three of them. Sometimes I like to throw three of the the three of them in. Uh, but my main go to if I do pick Gino with somebody is Lockett. Okay. And you know, like I said, some of in some of my articles, maybe I'm a little biased because of my my uh, Millie Maker lineup. But, you know, I had Gino and Lockett in that. I had Devontae Adams. And they just they just hold a place that's special <laughs> to me. And, hey, you know, I mean, Gino, I took him. What, he was less than 2% owned. I, I mean, well, how could I not? About that game, did you have that game against Detroit? Was that your million? Uh, oh, I don't remember. I when Detroit played that. Seattle? Because that game exploded. That was a game that you needed a piece of. Now I had it. I had yeah. that game, but but not enough of that game. No, they played the Rams. So the score actually was Seattle twenty-seven, the Rams twenty-three. So it was fairly close. But Gino was one point eight seven percent owned, and he had twenty-seven point five points. What week was that uh, last year? Was that toward the end? That was thirteen week thirteen, and Lockett had thirty points. So, um, but you had good differ- differentiation. You did at one point yeah. eight seven is is you know you can't beat that. I mean, to the to the average person that when I started doing DFS and I thought, oh, let me take all the best guys, the number ones, and every. I mean, you obviously can't fit that in your lineup, but oh, I'm going to take this guy, this quarterback's number one, you know, you're watching Sports Center or whatever, fantasy football on Sunday morning, and they're ranking all these people. And, you know, I'm taking one of the top five of everything. Well, you can't fit that in as far as salary is concerned, but that's not going to win you the milli. So if you look at my lineup, it's like, God, that's ugly. 
it's really kind of ugly, but <laughs> um, hey, it works. You know, I think you can't think about ugly. I think Drew Dinkmeyer, a friend of mine from the industry, we started out together a long time ago. He's told, he said this comment about telling every lineup should tell a story, right? Yeah. Meaning Cousins to Jefferson to Hawkinson. I bring it back with White. That's that game. I've got other pieces. I bring that. Now all of a sudden, your lineup is telling you a story. And if it does that, you can rationalize why that lineup is good or bad. I think what I've learned yep. from you here to make real money, you gotta be, you gotta differentiate and you gotta find the two percent play and not the twenty-two percent play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I think you need to have at least two to three pieces that are ten percent or less owned. I mean, and below five percent is even better. If you can find the ones that will go off and get you a ton of points and get that four times value and you get fire all over your lineup, that's awesome. That's where you're like, okay, <laughs> this might really happen. Like, holy cow, <laughs> this is, right. is going to happen. I can't believe it. Like, I still can't believe I won a million dollars. It's nuts. I can't believe it. You've been it's... kicking butt in baseball. You can be kicking butt in golf. I believe it. I totally believe it. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I'm believing it. I know I know what I see <laughs> in my eyeballs see success right there. All right? No, I, I believe I'm good at this, but the reality still hasn't sank in <laughs> the magnitude of it. I know it's, it's, you know, it's the Holy grail of DFS. It is. And everybody is. wants to do it. And it's, it's an awesome feeling. And I hope that somebody that subscribes to our site will win it this year. That would really would make me so happy. And I hope that I, I give the best advice that I can. And I know some of my things are not what everybody else is saying or my strategies aren't the same, but I must be doing something right. I want a million dollars. So let me just leave that there. I'm leaving it there too. All right. For <laughs> more from Alicia, you can find her article at drroto.com on Saturdays and she's writing for sports, not Two. her core article will be there on Fridays. And of course we'll get her on Sirius XM fantasy sports radio with me on the weekends to talk DFS. I appreciate you being on. I'm looking forward to doing this this season. Let's go guys. All right. For Alicia, this is Dr. Roto saying be well and take care. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.